Hello and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 109, where in a moment, we're chatting about porting your mortgage. That's on the way, like I say, in just a sec. But please bear in mind, if you have a general financial query, you're in the right place because we have an enormous resource of free advice right here. And you can access it all simply through delving into our back catalogue of shows. Because in our programmes to date, we featured loads of stuff. Pensions, investing, wills and powers of attorney, and loads more. You name it, we've done it pretty much. Last week we asked, is now a good time to buy a home? With our guest expert, Phil's colleague, Andrew Schooler. Remember, we can drill down and focus on pretty much anything forensically. Find the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get us there. Like I say, an enormous resource, all available for free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a binge on what you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show. And then that way, you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm John Ellis, and with me as always, the star of our show, Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you today? Good, thank you. Welcome back. Okay, here's I one I don't think we've done before. Porting a mortgage. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, I mean, porting a mortgage, really, it's when you, you're transferring your mortgage from one property to another. So you, you've got your existing mortgage deal on, on your current property. You're maybe looking to move home. And what, what you're basically doing is just moving that mortgage from your existing property to to the new one. And and usually you would consider this if you maybe had an early repayment charge. So if there was a penalty for paying off your mortgage, and that would be one sort of reason that you would perhaps want to, to port your mortgage. That's probably the, the main reason. The, the other main reason as well is if you have a really good interest rate, if you took out the deal maybe a year or two ago and you were on a, a low cheap fixed rate, you might think, right, I'm going to be a lot better off on that product than I would be on the, the equivalent products today. So that, that would be the main reasons why somebody would look to to port a mortgage from one property to another. And is this universal for like, you know, when you switch mobile phone companies, everyone's got the same process or, or does the process differ between lenders? It can differ in some ways. I mean, they, there are some banks that if you're porting a mortgage, they'll only deal directly with you. So that means you've got to apply rather than doing it through your your mortgage broker, there are one or two companies out there that you've got to go directly to them. So that, that can be a bit of a pest at, at times. There, there are some differences in the, the sort of application process. You tend to find reporting cases, but this is more an issue for the broker rather than the, the client, but some lenders will have still old paper-based applications rather than most lenders. Now, you, we, we would submit things online to them. But like I say, that's probably more an issue for the, the broker as opposed to the, the client. They're usually just happy, right, where do I sign, bang, and then then that's it. One thing you will find with reporting a mortgage, the criteria is usually going to be the same as someone taking out a new mortgage. So that's important to note as well. Hopefully there, there might be some changes to that, but we can go through that as we, we go through the show as well. Are all mortgages portable then? Because I, I don't see why you wouldn't just do this, you know, whenever you moved. Yeah, you, you will tend to find, I mean, most mortgages tend to be portable. You will get some, tends to be more some older ones that, that maybe aren't portable. But these days you'll tend to find that the bulk of mortgage products are portable. So in most occasions now, the lender will let you move it from one property to another as long as you fit the criteria. That That's probably an important point to note. Mm, come on to that in a sec. Let me give you a tiny insight to my life, Phil. I'm not a DIY guy. I prefer YDI. 
you do it. And that's <laughs> that's a horrible admission from the son of a tradesman, but it's true. Part of that is down to the fact that I'm lazy, but the other is because I'm not qualified to do these things and the other people out there are. Now, my take is, why not get them to do it properly? And it's the same when it comes to things like this. If I'm wondering about porting a mortgage or maybe whether I should try another lender, I'm going to go and ask an expert to find out and go to a financial advisor. Am I wrong in that approach or is that the sort of request that mortgage brokers welcome? Yeah, I mean, you, you'll find some financial advisors won't do mortgages, but then some will. But there's a plethora of mortgage brokers out there. And that, that's one thing. There's a lot of mortgage people available now. So again, if you type in mortgage broker and then the town where you are, I'm sure on Google you would get plenty would would come up. But the great thing about using a mortgage broker is that they're taking away the kind of stress of you doing it all yourself. The good example I, I give is when it comes to, to servicing your car, there's so much like resources out there. Somebody could learn how to service their car themselves, but there'd be a lot of time and effort to do it and a lot of learning to, to do it. And that's the same way with mortgages. Mortgage brokers have got, they're dealing with this day in, day out. So they know the lender's criteria. They know who's got the best kind of rates, the best service. That, that's an important thing as well. Because if you're moving home, what you will find is that some lenders will be really quick and other lenders, especially at the moment, some are notoriously painfully slow. And if you've got a fairly quick date of entry, you don't want to risk losing out on that house or having penalties to pay. So some some lender might have a slightly better rate, but if they're not going to get it through on time, it's maybe not so good going with that lender. So a, a good mortgage broker is worth their, their weight in gold, especially at the moment, because the mortgage market has changed quite a bit in, in recent months. A lot of changes to interest rates, a lot of changes to, to criteria. And like I say, like a car mechanic is dealing with servicing cars day in and day out. A mortgage broker is the same when it comes to, to mortgages. They're sort of servicing mortgages day in, day out. So they know all the ins and outs of it. So they're there to take away the, the sort of pain and stress that, that you would have of trying to do it yourself. Good advice. Here's something that always interests me when we talk about this sort of thing. So you're moving your existing mortgage onto a new property. I suppose it's fairly rare for the property you're buying to be of exactly the same value. So there there must be established protocols for what happens if you're borrowing more or, or less. Let's deal with more, first of all. Yeah, that's it. Normally, if somebody's moving, they're normally looking to either upsize or downsize. You're right, it's very rare that somebody's buying it exactly the same as, as what they had before. And so if, if someone was looking to port their mortgage to a more expensive property, what would usually happen there is they would port the mortgage and then top up on any new deal that their lender has got available. And again, it, it's important to note that if you are borrowing more, the lender's got to look at the affordability in a lot of detail. They, they might think, yeah, you can service your existing debt, but if you are borrowing more, they, they'll look at all of that as well. Other things to, to kind of note if you're, you're moving you've often to pay a valuation fee again. In Scotland, you don't have that because there's the, the home reports. But if, if you are looking to port, what you're looking to do is have a look at the interest rates that's currently available. So uh, what, what I would normally do is if, if I was comparing it for someone say, right, if we go with a whole new lender, what's the cost of that going to be? And then work out and say, right, if we port and take your existing deal and then top up with a new deal, 
how much the cost got to be with that. But also, there, there may be a lot of benefits because if you've got an early repayment charge on your current mortgage, you need to factor all of that into account as well. So you, you tend to find probably on most occasions, people are looking to move and, and upsize and borrow a bit more. So that, that's probably what we, we get most. But it is possible that, that times people will look at moving to, to a cheaper property as well. Yeah, so what about if you if you are borrowing less then, Phil? Yeah, I mean, if, if you were porting to, say, a, a cheaper property, one of the good things there is that you're not needing to borrow any extra. But if, if you're borrowing less, again, what happens is you move the mortgage from one property to the other, and you'd keep that same interest rate that you're on. So if you took out a cheap fixed rate deal kind of from before, you may be an awful lot more better off because of that. But like I say, you're, you're maybe not having to pay the early repayment charges. But if you're borrowing less, let, let's just say you've got a mortgage of 120000 and then you're thinking, right, I only need to borrow 100000 You're repaying £20,000 of that sort of debt that you've got at the moment. Now, if you had an early repayment charge of, say, 3%, what they do is they charge that on the... Bit that you're paying back. So if you went from 120,000 mortgage to 100,000, you're paying back 20,000 pounds. And if it was a 3% penalty, you'd have a penalty, I say, 600 pounds just in that kind of instance. So mm. if you're borrowing less, most lenders will charge the early repayment charge just on the bit that you're paying off. What you tend to find, they'll still look at all the affordability again. So they'll still do income checks, look at all what debts you've got, what outgoings you've got. I mean, you, you would think, and this is what I mentioned earlier, one thing the government is keen for lenders to be doing is looking at it and saying, right, you've afforded that mortgage payment for however long, and their circumstances may have changed. That may, may be why someone's looking to downsize. And what, what I'm hoping that they'll do in the future is more look at it and say, right, you've been making that payment, you're borrowing less, so we'll or borrowing less than you were before, so we'll let you just keep that mortgage on. But unfortunately, most lenders just now don't look at it like that. They still do a full kind of underwrite, checking all the, the affordability and, and things there as well. So, but as it's again, this is where a, a mortgage broker is worth their weight in gold because mm. they can look at way up all the options and say, right, how much you borrowing, how much have you got in your existing mortgage. What's the value of the property? So they, they can check all of that sort of things and see what lenders' criteria you would fit and, and maybe what ones you wouldn't. Okay. Now, usually, in fact, nearly always, there are potential pitfalls. So what are the things to be watching out for when you think about porting a mortgage? Yeah, I'd probably say a couple of things to, to watch out for here. The first one is that lenders have all got different criteria if you don't move in and out on the same day. Now, if you move in and out on the same day. Usually you can pour, everything's sort of fine. You, you get occasions where there might be a gap. So you maybe move out of your place one week, but don't move in somewhere else for a, maybe a month or so. And, and what will often happen in that circumstance is that the lender will want any early repayment charges paid back. And then once the new mortgage goes through, you can get them refunded at that point. Now, some lenders, it's got to be simultaneous and you move in and out on the same day. Some will allow you a period of maybe 60 days, 90 days. I, I remember years ago when I worked at Skipton Building Society, they, they allowed you a three-month period to get your early repayment charges back. So if you were porting your mortgage 
And as long as you moved within three months, you would get any early repayment charges back. But I, I did see occasions previously with them when they extended it to, say, six months. Maybe somebody was moving into a new build property and it wasn't built in time. So some lenders will be more flexible than others. There are some out there that if you don't move in and out on the same day, there's no, uh, they, they won't allow it. So right. that would be one kind of pitfall. Another is that you can't really port before, so you can't really port your mortgage until that one's paid back. So you couldn't move in early to a property. Another thing to watch out for as well is you've got to make sure that any new property you're buying is suitable to your mortgage lender. A good example of that, I mean, I, I've seen that once before where somebody wanted to port their mortgage, the property that they were looking to buy was a wooden property. Now, wooden properties, some lenders will be okay with that. So like Halifax, Santander, they, they tend to be fine. But what you'll find is that the majority of lenders won't build on, they won't lend on wooden properties. So if you were looking to move from, say, a, a standard residential property to something that's a bit unusual in any way, you've got to make sure that the lender's happy with that property as well. So again, that's that's another kind of important thing and something that's just sort of quite important to note as well. To imagine that the lender in that case would, would raise a, a red flag if they're being, you know, cautious with everything else and making you go through the the sort of uh, application process again that they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> notice if you've got a lollipop stick house that you're wanting to move into, aren't they? I know. I'd say I, I've seen folk <laughs> I mean honestly I've I've seen it before. You just maybe somebody goes to see an advisor and they say, yep, we can look at porting your mortgage. That's how it all works. And then they, they maybe just go and look at a property that's non-standard construction. And that's why it's good. In, in your valuation report, in Scotland, it's good because you've got the home report. So in there, it'll usually say, is this property suitable for mortgage lending purposes? And then there'll usually be a note. If it's it, it might if it was an unusual property, the surveyor will usually say lending might be restricted on this. And if you say anything like that, that's when you want to be speaking to your mortgage broker to say, look, is there going to be any problems mm. with this? But even things, I mean, I've, I've seen it in the past, somebody maybe looking to buy a flat that's above a takeaway, for example. Some lenders yeah. won't lend on that. Lenders don't like it if, if they're buying a property that's maybe above a pub as well. That's another one that, that never really goes down all that well. There are lenders out there that'll do that sort of property, but what you'll tend to find is that the interest rates are likely to be, be higher. And again, if you can't keep your mortgage with your existing lender, you may have early repayment charges to pay to, to come out of it. And they can range. I mean, early repayment charges usually tend to be as a percentage of the amount that you've borrowed, but I mean, it can range from anything 1% up to as much as 5 or 6%. So sometimes if you've a, a 200 grand mortgage with a 5% penalty, and that, that's a fair penalty to come out of it. So in a lot of cases, it might be in your best interest to pour. And not only that, in a lot of older mortgage deals that, that folk have got, they might be on a really good, low, cheap fixed rate, whereas fixed rates now, the, the rates have fairly gone up in the, the last, so six months or so. Don't we know it? Normally, I wouldn't ask this same question just a week after posing it last, but a lot's changing all the time just now. So how is the mortgage market looking just now with interest rates going up, Phil? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what we're finding. Lenders are affordability, so mortgages are a bit harder to get because lenders are saying, right, people have got more outgoings, they've got more to pay for gas, electricity, cost of food has gone up. So, so when lenders are assessing how much somebody can borrow, they're taking all that things into account. So it might have been six months ago, you could borrow 
150,000, whereas now they might say, right, we're only going to give you 130,000. And you may say, but hang on, my circumstances, my wages have gone up slightly, but it might be that they're thinking, right, your outgoings have, have gone up because of the, the cost of living crisis. But at, at the minute, I mean, we're, we're finding that, I mean, like fixed rates had been cheap and low for, for quite some time. And, and what we are finding at the minute, I mean, fixed rates as well were almost the same as variable rates or even lower up until not that long ago. But at present, the variable rate mortgage options can be 2 to 2.5% two lower than the fixed rate options just now. So a lot of people like to know fixed rate, they can budget, they think, right, know exactly what my payment's going to be. I had a look just earlier this morning and if you're a home mover putting down 25% deposit for a two-year fixed rate at the minute, you're probably looking at rates of in the region of about 5% just now. If you're putting down a, just a 10% deposit, what you'll find is that it, it tends to be more like five-year fixed rate deals that's available. And the interest rates then are up at about 5.5%. So the interest rates have fairly gone up because it's not that long ago, beginning of the year, you could get fixed rate mortgages for under 2%. So <laughs> we, we've fairly seen things go up. But again, that, like I say, that's where a good mortgage broker is, is worth their, their weight in gold. Mm. Okay, Phil's quote of the week, fans. This is the part of the show where Phil delights us with a quote of the relevant subject topic for the show. So this week, Phil, what have you got on porting a mortgage? I think I've maybe used this quote somewhere in the past. If you don't like where you are, move. You're not a tree. And that was one from a, a chap called Jim Rowan. It's quite a quite a well-known quote, that one. I do remember that one. I couldn't remember which show it was on, but yeah. I do remember that quote. Now, Phil is really keen on trying to help you with your query. So if ever you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask him anonymously if you wish. Let's get on to this week's contact details coming up. I'll give it to you after these. Hi, Phil. Welcome back. I wanted to ask you about using heating this year. I know there's a price unit cap, but I'm wondering if there's any more advice you've issued to try and save money on winter bills. Do you know, I'll probably refer them back to, to a few previous episodes that we've done. And, and this doesn't just cover kind of like energy prices and, and that, but we, we've done a few episodes that probably be quite useful for people just now. Episode 17 was how to save money on your bills. Most of that will still be relevant, although gas and electricity is harder to get a, a good deal on that at the moment compared to what it was probably when we, we recorded that show. I tell you, with Christmas coming up fairly soon, quite a topical one was episode 63. We probably did that one just over a year ago now. That was how to keep Christmas costs down. So again, there was a lot of good sort of money-saving tips there. And episode 77, which is slightly more recent, we did five ways to cut your mortgage payments. So there's a few really good shows there, and a few of that things will be covered in, in those shows. So it's definitely worth people going back and kind of looking through the previous episodes and seeing which ones are, are maybe relevant for them and, and which ones aren't. But a lot of the stuff that we've gone through in previous podcasts, you get the odd thing that, that kind of goes out of date, but a lot of it still is is pretty relevant today as, as when we recorded them, whether it be six months or a year ago. Okay. Next up, here's one from Darren in Sterling. Darren asks, hi, Phil. How long do you think it'll take for all the financial markets and products to settle down again? And is there a new normal? Oh, it's a how long's a piece of dollar question, yeah. is it? I, I think for for a while now we, we've had so many different things that have. You, you're probably right in some way. It is at the minute it almost is a bit of a, a new normal. I mean, stock markets are up and down like a yo-yo at the minute, but you, you'll find 
we, we've had COVID, we've had the cost of living crisis, inflation's high, war in Ukraine. There's so many different factors. And, and just now, and it seems like it's been like this for such a long time where things have been kind of up and down, good news, bad news. You, you hope that at some point life will, will kind of settle down, but you, nothing's ever boring in life, is it? That's <laughs> that's one thing for sure. And maybe it is a, a bit of the new normal, but hopefully things will, will start to settle down a bit. Now, I would just say, before you get in touch with the question, you might want to take a look at our back catalogue because we've covered a fair few topics so far. I, uh, I was actually going to say as well, John, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no. we, we, episode 62, Investing mm-hmm. in Uncertain Times. And again, that, that's <laughs> another one that's still <laughs> today as well. It just it is. It's, it certainly is Uncertain Times. So e- episode 62, we're now at, what is it, 109. 109 so that yeah. one would have been probably over a year ago mm. and we're still in uncertain times so it just again that's another one that's probably still as relevant today as it was then well you rattle these off like a ruler decks so i don't know how you remember them all if you've got a question for us why not take a look at our back catalogue first because as you can hear we've covered quite a lot of topics and we may have touched on what you're interested in so it is always worth looking through there first i'm john millis thank you for joining us for episode 109 of the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson. If you feel you need a helping hand with anything we've been discussing or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or join the Facebook group for the show. Search Personal Finance Community. That's Personal Finance Community on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn too, or why not email Phil a question he can answer on a future show. His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question. Like I said, Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast. And please be assured, we will not use your real name if that is what you prefer. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. And please follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. And that way, you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks, John. Thanks, John.